Coming up on today's show, we'll outline the most common financial risks in retirement and offer solutions to help avoid them. That and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome in to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Steve, of course, uh, is a... Well, he's a fiduciary. He is a 20-year experienced uh, advisor. Uh, he's also a best-selling author. Uh, it's called Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist, and so much more. Hi, Steve. What's going on? Hi. How are you doing, Steve? I'm well, thank you. Um, you know, I, I, we want to we avoid mistakes, right? I mean, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> if at all possible. Yeah, that's a big if at all possible right now, right? Uh, well, when there's when so, we have so many things going on right now. Well, and there's so it's, much it's unknown. It's a little unsettling. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, I'm sure that, you know, you get asked all the time, well, what do I do now? And <laughs> I mean, you know, you just have to base it on, on your past experience, which is vast. And uh, so that's a good thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, there, you know, coming at it from a retirement distribution angle and having done retirement distribution planning for as long as I have... Um, I'm, I'm a little bit more, uh, polished, I guess, and is a, is a, a way to say it in terms of dealing with these types of situations, because I was doing retirement distribution planning in 2002 when the market dropped and also in 2008 when the market dropped. And so a lot of these people who are out there kind of marketing themselves as distribution planners are just doing that because they're the baby boom demographic is aging and they're kind of new to the game. And it's, it really requires an active engagement with your your advisor and your planner during during a a market like the one we're in uh, when you're when you're already in retirement. Right. So I mean, as and again, so as we get closer, we gotta uh, we gotta minimize our uh, our ri our risk, right? And um, to that end, um, we still have to stay in the market, though, don't we? We do because chances are you could live into your your late eighties. Uh, statistically, if you're 62 years old, that's what your life expectancy is as a male 87 and as a female 89. Uh, and you could live longer than that. I, obviously, there's plenty of people living into their uh, their 90s. And uh, there's, you know, an ever increasing number of centenarians every single year. So, well, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, so how do we deal with the with the volatility? And how do you answer folks when they say, well, I don't want to be in the market right now. It's not a good time. Is it a good time? Well, it's it's not a bad time. Um, All right. That's are... that, that's a great way to say it. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a bad time if you're a long term investor. The key is, are you a long term investor and how do you segment your assets so that the assets that you have at risk in the market are longer term assets? And the only way to know what your longer term assets are once you've retired is not some cookie cutter. It's actually doing an analysis of what you're spending and what your lifestyle looks like and figuring out how much money you're going to be spending in the next five years. Because once you know that figure, then you can make better decisions about your allocation and money that's going to be spent in the next five years, as long as that's not at risk in the stock market, then you theoretically should have time to come back on your stock investments without having to liquidate them. Sure. And so- that's that makes all the difference in the world. And it gives you a lot of peace of mind because you say, you know what, I can ride this out. The average bear market is going to take about 15 months. So riding out a 15 month storm is not is not the the end of the world um, if you've got enough cash to get you through it. And so that's the key. 
Sure, absolutely. And and in order to do that, obviously, it takes some planning and coordination. And um, so then, you know, all right, so we're going to stay in the market, the volatility aside, um, because it makes sense for long term, as you just said. Uh, let's talk a little bit about inflation then. Yeah, so How do we avoid that, that? Yeah, here's the one that's kind of unavoidable. And a lot of planners haven't been planning for it. Um, this is something that I've always been pounding the table on. Um, we're obviously experiencing a lot higher inflation right now. Um, that's really devastating in retirement, especially if you are one of these people who did follow a cookie cutter approach and you moved all into bonds or fixed income investments because the interest rates in your fixed income investments uh, are not they're not going up at the same rate as inflation, number one. Number two, you can't just peel off principal because the rates are going up, so your principal is less valuable. So if I loan you money at 2% and I could go out and get money at 4%, I'm going to pay less money if you try and sell me your 2% loan because I could take my money and, and, and get 4% on it now. So your bond prices are going down as interest rates go up, and the yield on your bonds is not keeping pace with inflation whatsoever. Now, there are some things out there like I-bonds, but you're limited uh, in the sense that you can only put away $10,000 per person into those. Um, so you can't really take a big chunk of your money. And what happens and what we see a lot of times is that people will have something like 70% of their portfolio in bonds because they followed some type of target date fund or cookie cutter model. And that's exactly the wrong place to be sure. if you're when you're trying to deal with the kind of inflation we're dealing with right now. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, sp speaking of dealing with inflation, um, uh, we've got uh, Megan Horneman, Chief Investment Officer at Veridence Capital Advisors. And, and you know, she's got a kind of little it's got an interesting piece to say. Bear markets, they're very ugly when you're trying to find the bottom. Um, you get a lot of very big downturns, then you get a lot of big days. Um, it's, you have to be patient. Um, what we're advising clients is to look at over the history, if you look at the long term, when you see a 20% decline in the S&P 500, if you can be patient and, and ride out that volatility, if you enter when we drop 20%, a year later, you know, returns are in the double digits and up 70% of the time, three, five, 10 years later, you're up 90 or 100 percent of the yeah. time with strong returns. So you have to be patient. Look at your long term objectives. OK, uh, patience is a virtue, but holy cow, it's tough, isn't it? It is tough. And what you know, it's easy to tell people to be patient. But it's another thing when you when you see your account, which had started at the year, it's a million dollars and it's now six hundred and eighty thousand dollars. You're it, it's it's a lot harder if you've just retired to say, be patient. Right. So, right. Uh, and most people are not going to be very happy with that advice. And so you have to you have to segment it out and you have to go back and take a step back and say, all right, well, realistically, am I am I touching this money tomorrow? Am I touching this money in a year? Am I touching this money in two years? If you're not touching the money for even two or three years, there's probably going to be a spot where you could get out at a better level and you probably want to ride it out and not and not do anything drastic. But to just, uh, you know, blanketly say, oh, hold stocks, they're going to come back. Yes, there will be a period where they come back, but it, it could be irrelevant if you end up needing the money before they come back. Sure. And uh, so, again, we've got let's uh, we've got to wrap it up here. But I, I want to have a, I want to hear from um, the Fed chair uh, Powell, who, who says, uh, you know, uh, we may we may not be in a, a recession, but uh, well, here we go. 
you know, really strongly committed to getting inflation down to 2%, but we're going to be flexible as we see the data coming in. Do you agree with the perspective, and then I'll be done, but do you agree with the perspective that if interest rates go too high too fast, that it could drive us into a recession? It's certainly a possibility. It's not our intended uh, outcome at all, but it's certainly a possibility. And, and frankly, the events of the last few months you know, around the world have, have um, have made it more difficult for us to achieve what we want, which is 2% inflation gotcha. and still a strong labor market. Well, I think that's easier said than done. I'll tell you what, Steve, Let's. Uh, l- I want to get your reaction to that, but let's do it after the break. And, yeah, uh, let's take a short break. Yeah, let's take a break and uh, invite folks to call right now. Uh, take advantage of your offer today. It's 800-705-9995. Also, you can visit the website retireforlife.com slash celebration to sign up for Steve's uh, seminar he's got coming up on the 21st of July from 6 to 8.30. That's retireforlife.com slash celebration. Uh, And that's going to be in Celebration, Florida. Well, that's that's, appropriate uh, then. Yeah, in the uh, Celebration Town Hall. Uh, Again, 6 to 8.30. Come out, meet me. I'd love to see, love to always see listeners at our live events. And it's been a while since we've been able to do a live event, so we're excited. So uh, please come on out and see us. Sounds like a plan, and uh, let's take a quick break. Come on back, and we'll pick up the conversation. When we come back, more on inflation. And we are back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And, uh, of course, Steve has been helping folks for more than 20 years. He's a best-selling author. Uh, Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution for the Nonconformist. Um, he is a non-practicing lawyer. With a, he's a member of the California Bar, president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions. Boy, you are a busy guy, Steve. I am. I do keep myself uh, fairly busy, but I, I love helping people, and I, I love what I do, so it's, it doesn't feel like I'm... I'm working. Oh, that's great. And, I, and again, I think if more people could feel that way, we would be uh, happier at work, wouldn't you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. And even even now when the market's down, you would think, oh, you know, you, you must you mustn't enjoy your job so much. At the, but actually, this is the time where I really feel like um, I, I'm providing the most value. And so I, I actually get, uh, you know, more satisfaction when when markets are down helping people avoid mistakes. Well, it's, it's, then, it's easy when that when everything's going up, 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 up. I mean, anybody can win that. But when it gets like this, yeah, that's where we need somebody like you with experience and knowledge and all of those things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's why I'm so excited that the, you know, the, the pandemic is starting to be behind us and I can go out and do live events. And, and you know, we have we have the event coming up on July 21st from 6 to 830 at Celebration Town Hall in Celebration, Florida. And we'd love to see our listeners at that. Sure. And uh, you can learn more and sign up. Reserve your spot. Retireforlife.com slash celebration. Retireforlife.com slash celebration. All right. So before the break, we we heard from um Jerome Powell, um, and he was he was actually speaking before the Senate Banking Committee, and they really kind of grilled him on inflation. Inflation, and he he said, "Well, it's not you know it's not ideal, but it could happen." He's saying inflation needs to be at two percent uh, with a strong labor market. What are your thoughts on that? All right, so I, I think there are there I and I watched the whole testimony. Okay, there there are some things that he said that I I do agree with, and I think. The Federal Reserve, more so than anyone in the administration, um, certainly more than the Treasury Secretary, seems to understand the the problem and is at least doing something to 
um, address it. Now, I think he's a little bit overly optimistic in the sense that he sees inflation dropping from over eight, where it is now, to five and a half um, by year's end and by t- to 2% by the end of 2023. Um, now, a lot of what he said made sense, and it's a lot of the same things I've been telling my clients. A, a recession technically is just two negative quarters of GDP, but the average person doesn't think of a recession in terms of negative quarters of GDP. They think of it, when you think of recession, you think of stores shutting down, people getting laid off, people being afraid to spend because they don't know how secure their job is. Those are the elements of, of that we think of when we think of recession. And those elements are not present. Corporate earnings are remain really strong. The labor market still is very strong. Um, consumer spending is still really strong. The reason we have negative GDP is because we have a trade imbalance, meaning that we're, we're importing more than what we're exporting. But there's actually a logical explanation for that. And that that's because our our consumer is healthier than the consumers in Europe and um, the consumers in China. There was there were shutdowns in the first quarter and part of the second quarter um, related to COVID. So they you know we weren't exporting as much to China as we normally do. That led to a trade imbalance, which led to the negative GDP. Sure. And so if you if you step away from that, and this is what I think Powell is trying to say. Although uh, he's also saying he can avoid us going into recession, I think technically we're gonna we're gonna be in a recession. But if he can avoid the factors that go along with recession, like massive unemployment, then the Fed can continue on their rate hike path until inflation gets under control. And that's what he, that's what he's trying to say, kind of in layman's terms, is that hey, look, I can I think I can can be aggressive and raise interest rates right now with having minimal impact to the consumer. And the the needle he's trying to thread is, is a pretty difficult needle to thread because you start raising interest rates and it becomes harder for businesses to borrow, right? And so then, it, you know, you're going to see them kind of scale back on the aggressive hiring that they've been doing probably first. Um, and then eventually you could see layoffs. Um, and the other, the other big kind of danger is that, um, you know, as rates go higher, people are less willing to spend. Especially, and we talked about this last show, but especially like here in Florida, where a lot of people have just bought property because the the, the market is so hot, right? And um, they 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 used financing in the form of a home equity line of credit on an existing property that they have somewhere else. And as those rates start to reset, and if interest rates on home equity lines go up to eight or nine percent, that's going to potentially cause a real recession down down the road because that will lead people to start spending less and but I don't see that happening this year and I think the Fed can continue to be aggressive um and I do think that as long as inflation gets under control or if it's at least trending in the right direction by the end of the year I think you will see the stock market pop and start to move in a positive direction well and again let's contrast that to publisher Steve Forbes and uh, he's got some thoughts on this too it says uh well I'm not uh, I'm not so sure that this whole thing is going to work out The economists may define recession as two down quarters in a row, but tens of millions Mm -hmm. of households feel they're already falling behind as wages are not keeping up with inflation. Every time they go shopping or buy buy at the pump. So, yes, the recession worries are very, very real. And unfortunately, the Federal Reserve, even though they aren't explicit about it, they think you curb inflation by making people poor, by slowing the economy down. So, yes, we're in for rough times. 
whatever name you want to give to it, the economy is going down. That seems a little harsh. Yeah, no. In full disclosure, I, I, I'm one of the ten people who voted for Steve Forbes when he ran for president. <laughs> I, I'm a big, I'm a big lover of the flat tax, but he, he's wrong about that. Um, and and here's why. Um, I, I like everyone else, paid sixty five dollars to fill my tank of, you know, uh, recently, and it, my grocery bills are thirty dollars higher than they normally are. But I would challenge you. Next time you go to get gas, look around the gas station. I bet you every single pump is filled. Uh, I mean, so that's, you know, that's how, I, that's what I've been noticing. When I go to the grocery store, there's still the same size line, if not bigger, at the grocery store. So what he's not accounting for is that, yes, on the, on you know, on the lower income side of the spectrum, yes, inflation is really, really hurting the people who are living paycheck to paycheck. So he's probably right there. But wage growth, even if it's only averaged 4%, which is what it's averaged over the last year, mm-hmm. um, it's 4% of typically a, a much larger number than what you're actually spending. Understood. And uh, I, I like your take on that, Steve. And in fact, let's uh, let's go ahead and remind everybody, you've got a big seminar coming up. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's going to be at Celebration Town Hall on July 21st. Uh, from 6 to 8.30 p.m. And we go over all things retirement distribution planning. So pretty much every topic we talk about here on the show, we're going to cover in that workshop in detail. So if if you're nervous about what's going on, if you want to know, hey, am I ready to retire? Am am I, what is, how does inflate, how does inflation impact my my portfolio? How does sequence of returns risk impact my portfolio in retirement? What are the things I can be doing to address these risks? Um, what's going to happen to my assets after I pass away? What are the documents? What are the things that I need to have in place to do, you know, to ensure that it goes to the people I want? And so these are all, these are all topics that we cover in the workshop. We really go through everything. It's two and a half hours. Um, and you're really going to walk out of there with a good foundation. That sounds fantastic. You can visit the website, retireforlife.com slash celebration, retireforlife.com slash celebration to register for the seminar. If you'd like to give Steve a call directly, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Preparation is key when it comes to planning for any big life event. And the higher the stakes, the more unpredictable things become. Why you shouldn't rely on predictions from the Fed for when this will end. Rather focus on what matters most. Details when we come back. And we are back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Of course, uh, Steve is president of Laurel Wealth Solutions. Uh, the website you can check out is laurelws.com. I encourage you to visit that website. Steve is a fiduciary. He's independent, uh, been helping folks for more than 20 years. Um, boy, this kind of ties into what we were just talking about in the last segment, Steve, in terms of, you know, the predictions from the Fed, the predictions from Steve Forbes. You know, I mean, everybody's got, a, everybody's got an opinion. I get it. But... I, I think what you said is we got to focus on what matters most and what we can do for ourselves and what you can do to help us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so the the key is preparation, right? Yeah. So, and if you are a, a good saver, just because you're a good saver doesn't mean you know how to distribute your assets. And that's why having a plan and working with someone who has experience doing these types of plans makes sense because- and that's why going to workshops and educating yourself and learning the components of what what makes a successful distribution plan in retirement um, is very important. 
Because what happens is if you do it haphazardly or you just say, I, well, I'm going to retire and hope everything works out. Well, hope is not a plan, right? So you, it's nice to have hope, but it's not, it's not a plan. So you, you, you're, what you end up happening is you could run out of money too soon or you end up paying unnecessary taxes because you aren't, you aren't taking it out in a targeted way to manage your taxes. So if you save a dollar of taxes or you save a dollar of fees, that's the same thing as making a dollar on your investments. And so you, you really want to look at the whole picture and really have a cohesive plan. And you want to you want to cut out unnecessary fees and and avoid unnecessary taxes. Sure. Oh, I, I like that. So when if you save a dollar in in fees or a dollar in, in taxes, yeah, you're right. That's like making money. Right. It's exactly like it. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can enter retirement. Right. And so you could. Um, you know, you could say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to go, or you could do a phased retirement. You could say someone could let, you could get laid off and someone could say to you, Hey, you know what, it's time for you to go. Um, or you could, you know, have a health issue and have to be forced to retire. So how you, um, enter retirement is not always the way you planned it. And so that's why you always want to be saving. Um, so you have, you have money liquid and available no matter when you enter retirement. And so um, if you're, if you think you're about three to five years from your target retirement date, um, this is really the time to be doing that, that planning. But if you haven't done the planning and you're on, on the cusp of retirement, it's still, it's still never too late to, to put a, put a plan together. Um, but ideally, you know, you want to, you want to be shifting your focus towards Hey, how much money am I going to need at the start of retirement? Because the worst thing you can do is retire and then have an immediate liquidity crunch. Right. And so one of the things that it seems we talk about this in one form or another every week is the, the importance of getting rid of that debt, especially the consumer debt, before you get to retirement. Right. And the it's it's very tempting when when prices are going up the way that they are to just say, all right, I'll put it on the card and I'll deal with it later. Well, if you're not, if you're dealing with it later and you're not paying it off at the end of the month, you're often paying 17, 18, sometimes 28, 27% interest on those credit cards. And so that strangles your, your retirement plan. And even if it's, even, even if it's on a small amount, if you're paying 27% on a, a $5,000 balance, that's, that's significant every single year. And that compounds and grows and grows, and then it, it, it's eating up a bigger and bigger piece of your your income that you have coming in, and it's making your investments have to work that much harder. So um, I'm always shocked when I see when I do these plans and I see someone has, say, forty thousand dollars in their savings account that's earning them a hundredth of a percent, and then they have ten ten thousand dollars balance on a credit card that they haven't paid off, and it's like you're paying. 18% interest on this credit card and you're getting a tenth of a percent in the bank. Why not just take the, take the money out of the bank and pay off the card? Pay off the card, yeah. You still have the same liquidity, right? Because you could always still charge the card up again, right? And so cuz that's the, that's the, the the excuse that a lot of people say, "Oh, well, I wanted to save some money for emergencies." Yeah, that's great, but you still have the card available for emergencies. You could still run the balance back up if you ran out of cash. But why keep it in the bank at a tenth of a percent when you're when you're paying out eighteen percent? That makes no sense. No, absolutely. And so, um, and you'd be surprised how many people are in that situation. And so, and that's one of the things that, like, you know, 
sometimes in the first meeting, I'll, I'll, I'll catch that and I'll just point it out before we even put together the plan. I'll say, this makes absolutely no sense. Why are you doing this? And, so, and then when people think about it logically, they say, oh, yeah, that, that's true. I didn't think of it that way. And so um, same thing with a home equity line of credit, right? If you have a home equity line of credit and you're paying 6 or 7% interest on it, those are typically linked to your bank account. So you can move money from your savings to pay down the home equity line. And then if you need the money again, you can just move it out, but you're not paying interest in between. And so, um, you know, you want to be smart with, with debt and you want to obviously try and have as little high interest rate debt as possible. And so when we say keep a cash stash, I mean, that sounds like fun, but I mean, it, it is important right now to, to have that emergency fund. It is. And it's important to have money that's safe and liquid because it keeps you from making bad decisions. So the most important thing is to have the financial wherewithal to, to withstand the storms that you're going to face in retirement. And that we happen to be in the middle of one right now. And so, you know, if you have cash, you can ride out a difficult market. Um, you can make decisions from a position of strength. So, you know, if you are, if you don't have cash, then you can't make decisions from a position of strength. And now with the market down, if you need to raise cash, you're going to have to sell your winners. You're not going to typically sell your losers. And so um, you're going to end up selling something that's really good at a, at a lower price than you would have wanted to, because that's, that's the easiest source of liquidity if you don't have, if you don't have the liquid money saved. And that's why um, doing some type of cookie cutter portfolio in a market like the one that we're in now, if you're entering retirement and you're in, you know, a, a target date 2020 fund or a target date 2025 fund, um, it could be devastating if you start if you start tapping into that now on a monthly basis. Sure, and um, we have to still we still have to keep uh, money safe, um, and there are many ways to do that, especially if it's money we need right now. That should be. I mean, you know, we need that money to, to live. Um, right. So yeah, there are things that you can do like high interest rate money markets for the money that you're going to spend in the next 12 to 18 months. Okay. Um, there are other types of safe investments where the principal is protected if it's money that's going to be there for two years or longer. Right. And so maybe those give you a little bit more interest, but the key is that they're liquid when you need them and that they're safe and there's no risk to your principal. And so you want to have, um, again, at least five years worth of the money you need uh, safe and liquid. So, um, and that's something that we talk about when you sit down with us and put together a plan. It's certainly something we spend a lot of time going over in the workshop that we're having. Um, again, July 21st uh, from 6 to 8.30 at Celebration Town Hall. You can learn more about that uh, seminar at retireforlife.com, retireforlife.com slash celebration. Go ahead, visit the website, get yourself signed up, reserve a spot before it's uh, filled up, because uh, it probably will fill up. And you can, again, visit retireforlife.com slash celebration. The event is uh, the 21st of July. It's a Thursday, 6 to 8.30 p.m. And on that note, let's take a quick break. Steve, come on back, and we will wrap this whole thing up. It's the most wonderful time of the week. I answer questions from listeners after the break. We are back. It is the retirement referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and uh, been having a great conversation. Boy, we covered some ground today, Steve, in terms of hearing from from folks and, and differing opinions on, on what they think. And and I think, uh, really, when it when it comes right down to it, 
you seem to be the voice of calm and the voice of reason through this whole thing. Well, that's a, one of the most important things to do when uh, when you're in a storm like this, right? When you have a bunch of things going wrong all at once, the market's down, inflation is high, um, you know, so people consumer sentiment is at an all time low. So there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity out there. Um, and what happens in times of negativity is that that voice of reason sometimes isn't there because what happens is, and and this is a bias that, you know, we're subject to here in, in radio and in news media, is that if the sentiment is negative, people want to hear from people who are, are telling them the, the worst case scenario. They want to hear those negative voices. And so what happens is they, they push all the negative news to the front and they ignore a lot of the positive news. Vice versa, when things are euphoric or exuberant and people are are feeling good about things, they're going to have the people who are saying, oh, it's going up another thousand points. And they'll be dusting those people off and pushing them to the, for, to the front of the line and ignoring maybe some of the negative stuff. The, there's obviously a couple big negative headlines with inflation and, you know, you have the war in Ukraine, you have, so you do have some negatives, but there's a lot of positives that are being completely ignored. And it, what you have to do as a long-term investor is just keep a level head and not subject yourself to, um, you know, to the, the panic or, or being driven by fear by things that you see online or on TV. Um, because again, the elements of a recession, yes, a recession is two negative calendar quarters of, of GDP, but the elements of a recession, a turn down in consumer spending, a turn down in business spending, corporate earnings struggling, businesses shutting their doors, uh, you know, the the your your local town having having you know shops boarded up and closed um you know and and all of those things that people think of with a recession none of that is present the consumer the consumer is spending at a more robust clip than they were even in the fourth quarter of last year so and that's we had 5% gdp growth in the fourth quarter of last year so you know there's there's not there's not the elements of a recession present, and no one's talking about that. The labor market is below four below four percent unemployment. There's never been a recession that started from a spot where the the unemployment was less than four percent. So again, the you know there's there's reasons there's negative headlines. There's reasons to be scared, but just because you're scared doesn't mean you should ignore all the positives out there. And I think at some point cooler heads will prevail because cooler heads always do prevail and the markets will go higher. It's just, how do you keep yourself from panicking? Well, it starts with having a plan. It starts with getting the education. It starts with understanding what investments do what and where the right place is to own them and what those investments are supposed to do for me, for you. And what's the time horizon that you're supposed to have for those investments. And so those are all things that we're going to cover in the workshop, and we would would love to see you at the workshop, retireforlife.com slash celebration. It's going to be July 21st, 6 to 8.30 at Celebration Town Hall. All right, great. And uh, folks, uh, that's a great way to be able to really get to know you and, and understand a little bit more about your philosophy, what you do, how you operate, and, and then folks can take advantage of that uh, no-cost uh, initial meeting, right? Absolutely. And, well, all right, on that note, let's go ahead and jump into a couple of questions here. Um, uh, so Corey is wondering, says, at the end of every year, our savings are gobbled up. My husband is 48 and now earns close to $300,000 a year, but we've only saved 5000 
We recently moved to the area in an effort to save on state property taxes into a smaller home. We have drastically reduced, uh, eliminated our cost of living expenses as well. Is it time to talk to someone to help with this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Corey, I, I pulled this question because I, I, I love the question because I think you're not alone out there. There's a lot of people who are feeling this way. And it's, especially when you move to a new area, you think downsizing is going to be this uh, this magical this magical or silver bullet that's going to eliminate all of your spending concerns. The reality is is that that first year that you're in a new home, a lot of times you end up spending the same or more, even if it's a smaller home because you're getting the house set up. There's moving expenses. You're you're going out to eat typically a little bit more because um, you're not really used to um, the area and you want to try new places. So. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. So some of that could be an anomaly. The long-term answer to you and the, the answer to your question is yes, working with a planner absolutely makes sense because if you're working with someone, particularly a retirement distribution planner, they're gonna have software like the, the software I have that will be able to show you and track your spending. And that's what's critical because if you're measuring your spending, you make better decisions, right? So it's, um, you know, in the old days, we used to have to have people save every, get a receipt for every transaction that they made. And they'd come in with a binder of their receipts after, you know, after a month and after three months. And we would be, you know, we'd say, all right, here's what you're spending. Here's, you know, now we can do that all on the computer. So any place that you have a login for any bank account or credit card, you can aggregate that in, um, you know, using, you know, most financial planners will have tools to do that. Um, if you're not working with a financial planner, mint.com has something kind of similar you could do yourself. And what that will do is it will show you detailed spending reports of here's what I'm actually spending. And then you can kind of see big picture. All right. What, what are the areas where I could trim my spending? And that will help you, Corey, that will help you get the spending under control. And then if it's not under control, um, or if it's going to stay at that level, then you need to figure out how to segment your assets to adjust for that higher spending. And it's all about what levers you pull that you might have to, um, you know, you may have to get, a, get another job or, or do something else if you're not going to be able to get the spending in line and you want to continue to live that same lifestyle. So, um, you know, but it sounds like you, you're, you're, you're acknowledging the problem, which is the the first step, right? So, um, and you've, you've actually made a step to try and address to make it better. I think it's just, um, you're falling into the same trap because you're not, you're not properly managing and, and, and monitoring your spending. All right. So Corey, 800-705-9995 is the number you can call. Folks, if you'd like to uh, attend the seminar that Steve's got coming up, uh, retireforlife.com slash celebration, uh, six to eight thirty Thursday, July 21st. Give me a, give me some highlights of what you're going to talk about. So we start off by talking about how you enter retirement and how to come into retirement with the right attitude. And then we talk about crafting your well-defined goal. Then we're going to talk about, you know, some of the risks that you're going to face in retirement and how to address those risks. And we're going to outline how to, how to create a time-segmented asset allocation. Then we're going to talk about what happens to your assets at the end of your retirement and, and uh, some estate planning basics. Okay. So we cover, we cover the whole gamut of you know, the to and through retirement, we kind of cover all of the all of the things that you need to know, um, you know, big picture. I like it, Steve. Folks, if you want to if you want to attend, reserve your spot right now. Retireforlife.com slash celebration. It's uh, Thursday, July 21st, 6 to 8, 30 p.m. And, you know, by by reserving your spot, you're not going to miss out that way. I mean, because I mean, again, there's only so much room, right? Yeah, no. And so if you can reserve your spot, yeah, no, we, we do have a 
a decent sized room, but it does fill up pretty quickly. And, um, you know, we would love to see you. We love, we love doing these listener events. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to do one. So we're excited to get one on the calendar and, uh, it's a nice way to come and get an education and, you know, learn a little bit more in detail than on uh, about some of the topics that we touch on every week on the show. Absolutely. And again, folks, if you'd like to call Steve directly, it's 800-705-9995 or visit the website, retireforlife.com slash celebration. Get yourself signed up for the seminar Thursday, July 21st, 6 to 8.30 p.m. Well, Steve, as always, I enjoy our conversations. I, I love your insight and, and kind of the way you take us. Thank you. Uh, I love doing the show and uh, thank you all for listening, Orlando. And hopefully we'll see you out at the event and we will be back here next Sunday evening, five o'clock. on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Caruso offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset Management LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with the SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. 